Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay. Why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff? No, it's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Do you guys ever work on your cars? If I had one! It's very satisfying. If you had a cool car, like mine, you could use eBay Motors. Do you think that I could get the individual parts and then assemble my own car? Yeah, they do have over 122 million parts. Plus, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S dot com. Eligible items only exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Accounting Plus. Here's a story that's 100% true. And it's about how accounting is a great choice of career. Here's the facts. With accounting, you'll have flexibility, great pay, and the kind of lifestyle you've always dreamed of. It's a lifestyle that's less math and spreadsheets and more traveling, personal and professional growth, and making a positive impact on your family and community. Want to start an exciting new chapter? Accounting Plus provides free resources that will help guide you to a successful career in accounting and personal freedom. Do more. Live more. Visit joinaccountingplus.com. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Bewildering Bob, Mortifying Mark, and Wasteful Wade. This week, the Renaissance men of the airways wield their wisdom with regard to the waning of the ardently proclaimed oath. Yes, it's time for Failed Resolutions. Please hide thy own lists and enjoy the show. Hello, gentle listeners, and welcome to Distractable. Thank you for joining us for what is the last episode of 2021. Our inaugural year of Distractable is being closed off in the only way that it should, with the best judge, me, the winner. The best winner of last week's episode. Yes. I mean, you did win last week's episode, but I don't know if that really means anything. Ah, but uh, who started it? Wait, did I? Who did, did I start hosting? Who hosted no the first one? I think it was you. I thought I hosted the very first episode. Eh, maybe you did. Hair, wasn't it? We got it first try. Oh, yeah, it was hair. Hair was the first <laughs> yeah, one. Definitely first try on this podcast. Yeah, we didn't record a bunch of other stuff first. Yeah, no. Using, no. Sitting no, out no. there. At some point in the future, we are going to try to package up all that stuff in some way because there's some good bits that we had in there. Dude, the Russian bathhouse story, I was so proud of. Yeah, it was a good story. People got to hear that shit at some point. But in this episode, we are bringing this year year to a close and looking forward to 2022 with big open doe eyes and uh loins full of yearning grumbly stomachs we're gonna something yeah grumbly stomachs loins full of urine no i heard you you said yearning okay yeah okay all right so you're just choosing to be dumb <laughs> usually all right so this year is coming to a close, which means that a lot of people are gearing up for their New Year's resolutions. The things that we promise ourselves at the beginning of the year that the vast majority of us never actually accomplish. I'm actually going to look up a statistic right now. How many people actually 
complete New Year's resolutions. Actually, maybe on the subreddit, people can get a poll going of just like, how many of you have actually accomplished your New Year's resolution? According to this statistic, less than 8% of people actually stick to their resolutions each year. And according to this statistic, 73.6% of all statistics are made up on the spot. Okay, yes, well, I didn't make this up on the spot, but they might have. How many people make resolutions? What's the percentage on that? That's an interesting question. I don't know. This is of the people that actually, oh, well, yeah, that's a good thing. Okay, so separate poll on Distractable. Whoever gets it first gets it. How many of you have actually made a New Year's resolution? Not me. Have you guys made a New Year's resolution? Um, no. Why make something else I'm going to fail? I really don't. You've never made a New Year's resolution, Wade? I've made them before, I'm, but not in a while. That's the question. I. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wasn't listening. I know you weren't. I know you weren't, man. Bob, what was your most recent New Year's resolution? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, to get healthy is pretty much the only New Year's resolution I've ever made. Mm. And like, yeah. I didn't make any last year because I didn't see any hope or joy in the world. I was pretty sure it was all gone. And I don't know if my mind has changed, but... I'm trying not to bring the mood down, so I might make some this year. All right. Okay. I did find a statistic that says that about one in four Americans actually make New Year's resolutions. Okay. Okay. All right. One in four actually make them. Wade, what was your most recent, if you can recall back in your life, what was the most recent one? It had to have been diet or exercise related. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the most recent one. That's probably the most common. But for this discussion today, I actually want to expand it beyond just New Year's resolutions because we're all trying to make it, but it can be a depressing subject. I want to hear about anything that you guys have ever done for self-improvement in terms of like promises that you make to yourself, failing those promises and like never really living up to what they were meant to be. I will start it off because Bob, I think you know this mm. more than anything. I have gone through an incredible number of things that I have done to myself to experiment on self-improvement. I kind of habitually do this and habitually fail. But one that actually did work, kind of, for me was to see if I could kind of like not so much Pavlovian, but train myself in a reward system to exercise, mm -hmm. right? It's like looking back on it, it's kind of the stupidest thing I could have done because I would do like... 10 push-ups, and then I would get to eat a piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, th I must have done this back in like 2010 or something. Uh, I, I was back living in my mom's house, and I remember I would put on the TV an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway, just to have something to watch. And then I would do 10 push-ups, eat like a sweet tart. And then I would do five squats, eat another sweet tart. And then I would do like 10 sit-ups, eat another sweet tart. I went through like 10 boxes of sweet tarts <laughs> and my muscles were incredibly sore but you know it turns out i didn't lose any weight <laughs> I, I actually gained quite a bit of weight because i tried this for several weeks the idea is that you are training your body to expect a sugary treat <laughs> when you did exercise so you were training like the inverse of what you wanted yeah. what you wanted to do was like Maybe a non-food reward was the answer. But basically, yeah, every time exactly. you did a push-up, your body was like, all right, sweet tarts. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me. Pretty much. 
Yeah, and uh, like I've got so many others, but I'll save it for the rest of the episode. But I'm going to give you guys some time to think about what you've done to try to self-improve New Year's resolutions or anything of the like. Conjure up those stories and bring them to the forefront and I will hear them and I will judge them accordingly. So I have one that's from around the time we were just getting to know each other, Mark. Ooh, interesting. Um, interesting so when interesting. You, know, you and I met, I'm sure people who know our history is YouTube and stuff. You and I met because we were assigned room roommates freshman year of college yes, we and were, yes. uh when my freshman year of college i was a music education major and i played tuba mm -hmm. basically what that means is i played tuba in a couple ensembles i had weekly lessons there was a professor of tuba at the school i would go every week and and we would work on technique and and he would give me critiques and things to work on and, and i'm learning how to play an instrument theoretically i'm learning how to master my instrument and uh and the music education part is not pertinent to this i took classes about how to teach kids it was pretty fun but pretty hard. But at some point during my freshman year, I basically realized I was still ass at tuba. At some point after the first quarter, I thought I would just show up at college and start to get better and just do. And like, I was not good. And I was not getting better. And I realized that it had to do with my, what my ideas were about practicing. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to master an instrument, if you want to study an instrument at a conservatory with the goal of becoming a professional, what I did in high school was like, if we got a new piece of music, I would take it home and I would look over the notes maybe. And I would play it a couple times until I sort of knew how it went. And then I'd be like, cool. I know that I can play that. And like, that was enough for me to get into music school, but in music school, you've got to practice as much as you physically can. Like there's a limit mm -hmm. depending on your instrument to how much you can practice because when tuba, your face goes out, it's your lips are vibrating that you can't just do that for hours and hours on end, but like it's hours a day. It's dedication. Yeah. If you want to get better. And I realized this. And as sort of a New Year's resolution, I was like, you know what? I really am going to practice. One of the mistakes I'd been making is you got to practice simply. You practice like long tones to work on having big, round, beautiful tone, work on your breathing and your air. It's all very subtle and nuanced, right? I was like, I'm going to practice. I'm going to dedicate. And I did, man. Mm -hmm. I would practice through the night, partially because it's hard to get a practice room during the day because there's like 150 practice rooms for like 3,000 people all trying to practice. But also like I would just, I would practice as much as I could all night. I would record myself. I made this resolution and I really dedicated myself to this. And I was like, I think I'm getting better. Like I'm really working. I feel like I'm getting better. And I did that for a lot of the rest of that school year. I really buckled down and I felt like I was making progress because I was putting a lot of effort into this and time and dedication. And um, at the end of my freshman year, I had to play a recital, which is basically you select a few pieces, you perform them. Uh, usually it's like a solo type thing where it's like you and a piano or just you. And uh, I had this recital and it was just like, so they could assess, my professor could assess how I was doing. And uh, I didn't get any better. Oh. Put in all this time and effort. Oh. It was not that I didn't follow through on doing it. Yeah, I think I didn't listen enough. Part of the problem is I approached it incorrectly, but I didn't know how else to approach it after you know half a year of this the end of my freshman year i do the recital the whole thing happens in the end of recital and my professor's like well you're not kicked out but i think we need to have a talk <laughs> and i was like no months of work <laughs> practicing into the wee hours like hours at night until three or four in the morning all this time how is this possible Ugh. and uh the next day i was scheduled to have a lesson with him i've told this story i think on the podcast before we were scheduled to have a lesson and i got to my lesson you know that whole time i'm like oh god like he gave me the bad news of the recital i'm so boned mm. what is what am i gonna do i got to the lesson and he was like let me get some lunch like let's not worry about tuba let's hang out and that is when my professor 
took me to lunch and I ordered a big bowl of soup at a Chinese restaurant and he told me that maybe music wasn't for me. (laughs) I mean, that is a failure, but that's not maybe the stereotypical New Year's resolution where it's like you do it for two weeks and you're like, oh, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I really, (laughs) really tried. No, you just failed because you weren't good enough. I just suck at tuba, man. Yeah, man. I suck. Well, that's the thing is like you don't necessarily suck at tuba. You sucked compared to masters of tuba. Sure. And yeah. it, it, but even so, it's it's one of the kind of unseen aspects of setting a goal is like just because you set the goal doesn't mean you'll get there even with hard work. Uh, it's kind of a reality that a lot of people have to live with, and it's kind of sad, man. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so I've led a charmed life, and this is not some sympathy thing, but that is one of the few times in my life where I had a monumental failure happen. Yeah. After I felt like I really worked and tried uh-huh. like if i had screwed around the whole time and i mean you were there it's not like we didn't have fun freshman year yeah, yeah, yeah. played video games we did all kinds of stuff but i really did buckle down and try and change my approach to music to become better and it just didn't work <laughs> i just didn't have it but also like after that after i made the decision to switch out of music and, and get another degree i went on to play tuba for my entire college career played in this great band played some great music like had a great time there's an album with me on it playing tuba where uh, Bootsy Collins is also on the album for the title track like I did lots of fun great stuff with music I didn't have to be a master of tuba who could who could play in a symphony orchestra I was serviceably good and I had some fun time so it's not like I'm torn up about it but that was pretty rough yeah after all the hours and hours and hours and feeling like all right I'm learning I'm learning how to become a real musician and then he was just like are you sure man are you sure you want to do this (laughs) I don't know if you got it in you. Yeah, man. Damn, dude. Uh, and what's the name of that band you were in? The Cincy Brass. They still got a website. They still play, man. Oh. I left Cincinnati in 2013. They found another guy who plays tuba. They've been gigging. They play at Fretboard Brewery a lot. Mm. And they play at uh, Reds Games. They played at Oktoberfest this year. They still play like... Within busy season, they play a couple gigs a weekend sometimes. So mm-hmm. it's a great band. They do a lot of covers and fun funk stuff and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I should go try to watch them sometimes since I'm still in Cincy. Yeah, they're fun. And also, as much as that sucks, I feel like it's nice that you had at least someone that was willing to step in and try to help guide you a little bit rather than just like, oh, that's his problem. He'll either figure it out or he won't. Like, it was nice that they at least stepped in and was like, is this really what you want? Like, because that led you on a different path ultimately, right? And it seems like you were a lot happier playing tuba for fun in that band rather than pushing for the orchestra route. So I, I guess from my perspective, it seems good does it seem good to you in hindsight i really appreciate that Mm. at the time it was it felt very defeating and for like the rest of my college career i felt like oh god i hope i make it out like i already failed yeah (laughs) it sort of colored my whole experience the rest of the time with you know feeling like i already suck so whatever i'll do whatever i guess Mm. but now like yeah he could have just let me keep going i mean you have to do a couple recitals basically to graduate with a music degree if you do poorly enough they will actually just kick you out I'll just be like, well, terrible, not good enough. Get out, you're done. Eesh. Would be way worse. Yeah. Uh, but like, I respect and I appreciate that he was like, maybe they were going to kick me out. And he was like, let me do this in a much more respectful way so we don't destroy this poor guy who's, you know, been working hard and crush his whole dream. I appreciate it. Didn't feel good at the time, but 
yeah, sometimes you need someone who can see what you're struggling with mm -hmm. to just sit you down and be like, I can see that you're really struggling. How's it going? How are you feeling about this? You yeah. still you still think there's a right thing for you? Yeah. Because I don't think it was. I don't think I would be happy if I had got a music education degree. I think that's a very cool job. And that's that's what Mandy's parents and a lot of her family does is their music teachers. It's a hard job. You got to fucking love it if you want to do that. Because yeah. if you don't love what you're doing, kids are hard. Being a teacher, you get underpaid. You are underappreciated. People are stealing your resources. Being an arts teacher, especially, no one cares because you're not a STEM teacher. It's really rough out there. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends who are in that right now fighting to get funding, fighting to give their kids, you know, fun music experience. But then kids are terrible sometimes. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. But yeah, I, I appreciate that he did that, I guess. Yeah, that's good. That's interesting. It, it's a failure in a sense, but you still stuck to your goal. And that's admirable because people fail before they even start because they choose to quit, you know, and that's the failure in and of itself. You don't even know because you never even tried. So like I encourage a lot of people out there just to try first and then see if you failed horribly at the task that you were trying to do. You might. You might. It happens. You might fall on your face. And then you just move on. Then you get back up. Turns out it's okay. I guess for me, I don't have a story quite like that, but the closest I can relate is back in end of 2011, my ex who I was engaged to at the time and I split up and I was on a path to go into law school. I thought I was going to become an attorney. I wanted to be like a judge. I wanted to be, my ultimate goal was to be a Supreme Court justice one day, either state level or US Supreme Court. I, I wanted to be a justice. Lofty. Mm. Yeah. I set small goals, but I guess I didn't really know I was questioning that, but I was questioning that because I was kind of dragging my feet on actually applying to law school. I'd gone ahead and I'd taken the LSAT. I'd done okay on that. I got a pretty good score. I had my like philosophy degree and stuff all wrapped up in philosophy uh, with a moral and ethics focus. I think philosophy majors statistically did better on the LSAT than like any other major. So I was like, I'm in good shape for this. I'm ready. Took the LSAT, did okay. Then I just never started applying to law schools. The relationship came to a really kind of rough ending. And I remember moving back into my mom's basement and I'd graduated in 2011. So like end of the year, early 2012, I'm back in my mom's basement with no idea what I wanted for a career. Uh, my ex and I had a house. We had two dogs. Uh, we had like this life plan. We were six months out from a wedding. We had actually a wedding plan. We were six months away from the wedding whenever we broke up. Oh, I didn't know that. God dang. Mm. Yep. There was a wedding dress. Uh, she'd already picked out her wedding dress and everything. But I found myself back at home with house gone, dogs gone, my fiance gone, no career aspirations. And I was like, this is, this is rock bottom because growing up, I was always one of the better students and I was always like the good kid. Like I had no rules I had to follow. My mom told me nothing I had to do because I always just made the right choices growing up. I didn't go and do drugs. I didn't go like stay all out all night and do bad things or whatever. I always made the right choice. So I was like the the great hope of the family. I was supposed to be successful and this and that. And there was so much pressure uh, unintentionally, I think, but there still was so much pressure for me to like just succeed. And here I was failing at literally everything all at once. And um, I remember new year's that year after college i'd quit being like during college i was not very active no uh, basketball or anything like that so i remember i decided i was like okay well i'm gonna have to either give up or pick myself up and start somewhere and right now my self-image is so low i've got to do something to improve it and this is actually the last year i ever really did a new year's resolution and i remember i said i was gonna start exercising and i actually followed through with it i got <laughs> i had a cd player at the time fancy mm. yeah I, I think that there were other options out by then but i remember i was using a cd player in 2012 yeah yes there were there were mp3 players at that point <laughs> okay i'm not a big music guy in all honesty i don't listen to a lot of music i had um like a three disc cd player with like speakers set up whenever i was growing up and i had a cd player <sighs> 
Oh, a shit. three disc CD player? A changer. Whoa. Yeah. Thurston Howell over here. Never used it, dude. The one that you carry in your no, no, no. On this, your hip, I guess it wouldn't fit in a pocket. This, no, this was a system that sat by the TV. Like a stereo, bro. Oh, I thought this was like a portable one. You could just like whip it out of your deep jean pocket. <sighs> no, my CD player was a real basic, just like it was a yellow, black, and silver CD player. You pop it open, put a disc in, close it, had like four buttons on it. Play, fast forward, rewind, whatever. But I remember um, I had this like custom CD I'd burned of music that I'd probably definitely gotten all legally from one of those download sites back in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I remember I just popped in headphones. I dropped that in my pockets and I just started running. I just went out and started jogging. And the first time I went out there, I didn't make it very far. I was just like, okay, let's just see how far I can go without stopping. Like not sprinting, but just jogging. And I remember I made it like a couple streets and I had to like stop and like... <sighs> Ooh, man. Okay. Then I got back home and the next day I grabbed like a couple of weights and I remember turning on like ESPN or something, grabbed the weights. I started just like, there was no like specific exercise I was doing. I was just like holding the weights out to my side, like twisting my abs. <laughs> I started doing sit-ups and push-ups. I was just doing random shit. Just imagine full head of hair weighed with weights, just like randomly moving them around. Like, oh, yeah. I lift it up. Oh yeah. This is a part of the thing. Cause when he said jogging, everybody, what we were talking about before is like the concept of you jogging weight. I just I can't physically <laughs> picture that in my mind. I have a fantasia about that possibility. I mean, I played basketball for 13 years. I was in good shape for a while. I believe that. I believe that. I still can't picture you. But now with the weights, like yeah. that clicks, that gels, that image, oh, yeah. I can see you flailing with those. I remember there's got to be something good. I, I literally held them out to the side and I just watched whatever. And I sat there twisting like my waist, like as far to the right as I could, as far to the left as I could for like 30 or 40 minutes. I have no idea if it ever did anything, but I did it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoulders for days. I did sit-ups, push-ups, all that. But mostly it was the running. I started losing weight and stuff, which was nice. I never got back to like abs or anything, but I definitely shred like 15 pounds, which I need to do again now. That's pretty good. And I don't remember what month it was, but I mean, this is shortly before I was hanging out with uh, our friend Jesse because everyone else was kind of out of town. And you and I went to that party where we talked about YouTube. That was a few months after. That was like during my weird exercise time mm-hmm. uh, when you launched your YouTube channel and all that. And then like things started to turn around. I wouldn't say it was because of my New Year's resolution but i think that part of the reason i even like was going out to see groups of people and stuff like that i was getting more comfortable with my body image i guess because i was shedding a little bit of that weight it just it started there it was like i was at rock bottom had nothing it's like okay well what can i control i can control trying to eat a little bit healthier and that's another weird thing is i never am a person who cares about what i eat when i was exercising regularly i found myself caring more about what i ate because it's like i didn't want to undo the work i was putting in Hmm. so that kind of went hand in hand exercise came first for me and then I, i started caring about my diet after speaking of jesse can you tell about what jesse said like the day after you got dumped oh God, yeah my ex is like yeah we're i want to take a break and i was like a, a break we're getting married like what do you mean and like you know she obviously was not having a very fun time trying to say how she felt but um it was devastating i had to go to work and i was like crying and sad and miserable tyler was working there and he like covered my shift basically for me because i was just useless and then um i went over to uh jesse's house and i was like dude i'm not doing well can we just hang out whatever watch something he's like yeah yeah come on over and uh, he puts on the office the show the office and there's an episode where i don't remember the character's name uh andy i think maybe Mm -hmm. Andy Bernard, Andy Bernard. Oh, Andy. Ed Helms plays him. Yeah, so there's an episode where he's like, I don't remember much about it. It's been forever since I've seen it, but he has like an engagement ring. And I think he gets handed the ring back and he's like, well, guess I'll try again or something. And Jesse looks at the TV, looks at me, like makes this face like, oh, 
looks at the TV, <laughs> looks at me, and he goes, too soon? <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed, but he he's an asshole. Yeah, no, he does not wait for that kind of shit. <laughs> no, it was like the day of the breakup. It was horrible, but it was hilarious, too. <laughs> Great story. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the only time I think I've ever followed through with a New Year's resolution was after that. I, I actually did exercise and stuff. Well, that's cool, though. Like, he actually did it. See, my, my resolutions or my experiments, as they usually are, are never so, like, aspirational besides the one where I was like getting into YouTube after my surgery. That's the only one, but I'm not going to talk about that one. I want to tell you guys about the time I tried polyphasic sleeping. Um, Because I will... F what? I, you never heard of polyphasic sleeping? I remember this. No. <laughs> this is a weird I know, period. Bob, I don't know why I come to you with all my weird things that I do. <laughs> I remember. Polyphasic sleeping was where you break your sleep up into several chunks. Polyphasic meaning like many phases. So there's like these different theories all the way from just like, oh, you take a nap in the middle of the day, you sleep six hours a night, 90 minute nap in the afternoon you're good like uh, in Spain they have a siesta that's pretty much it I was looking into the more extreme versions where you can try to optimize your sleep schedule you <laughs> life hack it and uh, it goes all the way from like kind of crazy to what's called the uberman which is like I think it's six 20 minute naps a day a total of two hours of sleep it's like no one's ever achieved this and if they say they have they haven't really but I was trying this kind of three sleep cycle thing where I sleep three and a half hours at night a 20 minute nap and then a 90 minute nap and let me tell you I tried this for weeks <laughs> and I consistently did it for about four weeks I think I really tried it because they said it takes like two weeks to get into it and I would sleep three and a half hours at night I would get up I'd take a 20 minute nap at like 9 30 because then by 10 I would be up and then at two o'clock I took a 90 minute nap and by week three I was hallucinating <laughs> legitimately Didn't you try something like this like somewhat in the last few years this was yeah this is what i'm talking about yeah this was that that was this this was recently okay i do these things all the time <laughs> like you guys gotta live I'm, I'm i'm here living my life to the fullest anyway don't do this you will not live your life to the fullest because by week three i was hallucinating not joking i stopped being able to tell when i fell asleep and when i woke up during these nap cycles in the middle of the night i had more waking nightmares where i would see shadow people and be like paralyzed in my sleep than I ever had. Oh, God. I was relatively aware during the day, though. The thing is, like, I did have more time, but my time was incredibly unenjoyable. I <laughs> felt miserable. Like, most of the time, I would get up from the middle of the night, and my body would, like, it would be awake, because that's kind of the thing. You train yourself to get through one sleep cycle. A sleep cycle is about three and a half to four hours, and you wake up naturally, and that is true. You will do that, and it's something that humans have done in the past. But what they've done in the past is they sleep two of those chunks in the middle of the night. I was trying to hack it so I didn't have to do that. So total sleep I was getting was about five hours and 20 minutes a night for four weeks. And by the end of it, I set the goals like, if this works, it'll be great. I hated existing. Like it was just miserable. <laughs> sleep was not enjoyable. I didn't dream. And so like sleeping just became this kind of thing that I did to get through existing. And so it just didn't work out too well for me. Lots of shadow people. I like how this was prefaced with, yeah, you guys need to try more stuff like this. Live your life to the fullest. Don't try this. It made my life no, miserable. I don't try this one, but try more things. You do do things here and there. You know, weird experiments. I'm not messing with my sleep, man. I'm sleeping as much <laughs> as I can 
wine each night. I know, I know. You love sleep. You love the sleep. Oh, God. I'm an insomniac. So, like, there'll be a day where I'm tired. I get up. I'm tired all day. And then, like, 10 p.m. hits. And I'm just wired awake. And then, like, 3, 4 a.m. I'm, like, laying in bed, scrolling through articles, like, trying to find something to just be boring and calm. That kind of, like, chill out during. Uh -huh. And, like, it's crazy how long I can stay awake and be fine. Mm. And then I'll pass out. Then the next day I'm miserable, tired all day. Yeah. And then I wake up in the middle of the night again just wide awake i hate it <laughs> sounds like you need to, i don't try it though like, yeah well i mean it sounds like you might need to try polyphasic sleeping man yeah dude you should try no. polyphasic <laughs> it's really fun polyphasic sleep is really good for you yeah I'm dude you need to try polyphasic sleeping my body would let me sleep 10 hours a night if i let it it does not want me to get up after an hour and a half go fuck around <laughs> for four hours and take a 20 minute nap oh that's the thing bro you know what i found is when you get up after the longer like the three and a half or the hour and a half if you have a little kombucha <laughs> like, like some warm kombucha and some bone broth maybe and just chew on a ginger root uh really gets your body going again helps you come out of that wow uh, but the shorter one what you want to do is a kombucha apple cider vinegar half and half shot right before the short nap <laughs> it really keeps you buzzed through the nap <laughs> and you wake up invigorated on the other side of it no you're, you're not joking there's actually a thing that i tried which is called the coffee nap where you drink a cup of coffee and you take a 20 minute nap and then oh. by the time you'll wake up naturally from the caffeine hitting oh. your system and feel so refreshed it's a natural process it's a i just made a bad joke and that's a real thing <laughs> that's a real thing that's part that of sounds it that's terrible it is terrible you wake up your heart's racing you go ah, ah, yeah. ah, the caffeine dude dude the caffeine sleep is fucking weird yeah. so i like energy drinks i don't enjoy coffee or tea i don't enjoy the flavor but i like caffeine and i get it through energy drinks mostly uh -huh. yeah and i have been in the place where it's like i need to be awake but i'm so tired because my it's been a long day i didn't sleep well whatever and it's like the evening and i'm chugging energy drinks i maybe i'm doing it's like a charity stream or something where i need to be awake and, and have energy yeah. and then the moment it ends it's like okay that's done i mean i finished the thing i can sleep now but i just had like two energy drinks in the last four hours so i'm absolutely wired out of my mind yeah and that like vibrational caffeine sleep mm -hmm. is yeah. just terrible you like because it's like i'm so tired i lay down and my body's like oh god yes sleep let's do it and then i sleep for like 10 minutes and i wake up and it's that feeling like you wake up and you're like ah, ah god what's <laughs> happening why am i on drugs oh I hate wow that. i just had a memory crop up bob do you remember the time freshman year of college i feel like there's infinite stories because they keep coming up where i chugged six blue monster energy drinks yeah and two five-hour energies yeah weren't you trying to pull an all-nighter or something for some hard class or something or something i was trying to pull an all-nighter for something i didn't make it that's the weird thing it's like i fell asleep <laughs> but i fell asleep and then i woke up at 2 a.m with my intestines on fire Ooh. i thought literally like i was about to shit out my lungs and i rushed to the bathroom and i just sit on the toilet and nothing's happening but i feel like i'm dying and now in retrospect i think i might have been having a heart attack or something of the like i legitimately thought i was dying and i was gonna just die on that toilet and there they were gonna that'll, find that'll my... happen man <laughs> that'll happen yeah no don't what could possibly go wrong with putting that many uh nutrients into your body at once yes nutrients. nutrients that's what's nutrients. an energy drink nutrients. Well, they're nutritious 
to something, somebody out there. Let me read this can that I'm drinking from right now. Oh no, it's too dark in my office. I can't read it. Hey, the first ingredient's water. That's pretty good. I remember reading the ingredients of the five hour energies. And I remember it's like 1400% of your daily recommended amount of something. I don't even remember the what vitamin this B. Oh yeah, I had the B vitamins. Yeah, it's a nutrient. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I don't think it's called medicinally a nutrient at that point. How much caffeine is in a uh, caffeine five hour energy? Okay, so there's 100 milligrams of caffeine per five hour energy. I had two of those, that's 200. There's 140 in each blue monster times six, that's 840. I had 1,040 <sighs> milligrams of caffeine. Oh no, man. Do not do that, anybody. Don't do that. And so much B vitamin, so many B vitamins. Like my piss must have been radioactively yellow. Like it glowed in the dark, probably. I don't think we'll ever get five hour to sponsor us. Dude, I can't believe you survived freshman year of college. I don't know either. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't remember how many it was. Do you remember when you shredded your own mouth to actual like visceral blood with sweet tarts that one time? We did that as a stupid video, you a-hole. You'd already done it? <laughs> no, no, no. That was with like warheads and really sour stuff. Yeah. Sweet tarts are not that sour. Yeah. But you must have eaten like six movie theater boxes of those bitches. I did, yes. I had an addiction to sweet tarts because that is what I used for the exercise <laughs> thing that I did as well. But I've discovered that chalky candy is terrible for me, not just because I've shredded my mouth, and I've done that multiple times throughout a my lot. life. A lot. I've gotten to the point where I finally kicked sour candies as recently as like a year and a half ago because they're bad for my teeth. And my my I was starting to get like enamel damage from the amount of sour that I was doing. Oh, God. I have not been able to enjoy sour candy since the sour challenge. I really have not. I don't blame you for that. That video is on YouTube for anyone that wants to I'm see it. I feel so sorry that I just felt suddenly ill right yeah, when we were about yeah, to start yeah, filming uh -huh. that, guys. Yeah, I just oh. really felt sick. I wanted to pull that same stunt, but then you did it, so I felt obligated <laughs> oh, to stick so around. <laughs> <laughs> that sudden illness that came about. And then it went away right during the filming. I was like, oh, yeah, I can hold a camera and do some stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm fine. Yeah. I, I saw you doubled over what looked like laughing, but I'm sure it was dry heaving, you know, from your illness at our misery. Yeah, I know. Super sick. Fun fact, dear listeners, storing sour stuff in your cheeks to keep your tongue from getting burned will, in fact, not protect your cheeks. That's so gross. <laughs> it just melts your cheeks. Oh, what about that? Oh, it just melts the skin off the inside of your mouth. The next day, I thought I had a wrapper in my mouth, and it was just the lining of my cheeks falling off. Ugh. Oh, man, I don't know why I was such a fucking idiot in college because when I first got to the dorm, I don't know if you ever like were there when I was doing it, but I was exercising in the dorm room, not the incredibly high quality gym that University <laughs> of Cincinnati had. I just decided Our stanky, stuffy dorm room. Yeah. And so I was making fun of weight of you moving the weights, but I was doing something similarly dumb. I only did one thing and that was like crouch down as low as I can jump up and try to touch the ceiling. And that was my exercise. And I did it for an hour. And like, I did that for several days in a row because like, I'm gonna get in the best shape. This is how it's done. It's the most efficient way. I'm using all of the muscles in my body. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad exercise. It's not a bad one. No, not great for your knees. It's basically just plyometric, like jumping but it's like what I always do whenever I pursue something is I take one good idea and I only have that and I just <laughs> run with it for the rest of forever. <laughs> you know what I mean?
That's basically how I got to being able to dunk a basketball was I would jump up, like hit the backboard with my hand. And I would just do that over and over and over again, trying to like be able to jump higher and higher and higher. Yeah. If you want to jump higher, you got to jump, I guess. I was just going to say, it makes me feel like an a-hole. I don't know why I didn't say asshole. It's not a thing on this podcast, but uh, I don't think New Year is like a holiday that we should celebrate. Oh, Ooh, take. I don't. Spicy. I think New Year's Rock and Eve, the thing that's on TV and all of the spinoffs of that, every TV channel's New Year's celebration has become. It starts at like 10 in the morning on New Year's Eve. This is Ryan Seacrest, and no one is here yet, but I'm on the streets of New York, and then we're going to have a concert from the Bare Naked Ladies, and then coming up in 10 minutes. I've like, got one of their cassette tapes ooh. with a bunch of their old songs on I grew up listening to them with my dad. Uh. But who enjoys that? Who, Bare Naked Ladies? Me. I'm not saying celebrating the turning of the new year with your family and friends isn't worthwhile, I guess. I think everyone trying to make it into a big holiday thing is just stupid and exhausting. Uh. It's always boring. I don't want to watch Kathy Lee Gifford talk shit shit about other celebrities i don't want to watch ninja try and get a crowd of people who are way too old to know what the hell he's doing and try and do the stupid floss dance uh-huh. like none of that is interesting it's always just like if we want to watch the ball drop for two seconds put the thing on the tv and i, I guess we'll just watch that and it's terrible yeah it's just boring crap it's terrible. I hate it. But you hate that particular celebration, right? I hate, I, yeah, I hate like the American version of like how we celebrate as a country with, I know neither of you have, but who would want to go to like Times Square or downtown in whatever city you live oh, in never. and wedge in for six straight hours? For what? You can't see anything. You're on the street in the middle of a city. If you're in a position where you can see the ball, it's probably even more miserable because everyone's shoving and what? It just seems terrible. Just get together with your family and friends and have some champagne and eat some, you know, appetizers or something and go to bed at 10 o'clock, tell each other Happy New Year and wake up on the first like a normal person. I just think it's a garbage holiday and everyone always is always like, you got to go out. You got to do a party. You got No, no, you don't. No, I think it's bad. I think it's dumb. Man, we got to start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I could pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have the money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff at like a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all the bank transfer stuff. No, it's just right there. It's easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just... Pay me a dollar on Apple Cash. See how easy that was. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. 
It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Accounting Plus. Here's a story that's 100% true. And it's about how accounting is a great choice of career. Here's the facts. With accounting, you'll have flexibility, great pay, and the kind of lifestyle you've always dreamed of. It's a lifestyle that's less math and spreadsheets and more traveling, personal and professional growth, and making a positive impact on your family and community. Want to start an exciting new chapter? Accounting Plus provides free resources that will help guide you to a successful career in accounting and personal freedom. Do more. Live more. Visit joinaccountingplus.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? You're talking about the potential? The potential? You thought to yourself, oh, a little elbow grease, some fresh installs, a little bit of love could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own? Cars, right? Yeah. It wouldn't take much to transform my ride. Your ride's more like Schrodinger's ride. If you don't think about it, it both does and does not exist. It is possible. But on eBay Motors, anything is possible. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. They got brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S dot com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. My first New Year's with Molly, we were trying different like mixers and making like different alcoholic drinks. And we found one with Hawaiian punch. And I forget what we put with Hawaiian punch. But it tasted really good. And she downed like three or four glasses of it. And by the time we got to the ball dropping, I swear to God, it was like a minute before the ball was supposed to drop. She ran to the bathroom and I went and followed. I was holding her hair as she vomited during the countdown. <laughs> God, is she going to be she mad you're telling so, this story? So, she's going to hate that I'm telling it probably. <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. But she was just like, five, four, three. <laughs> <laughs> It was so gross. It was just oh, like pure no, Hawaiian punch yeah. coming out. It was so nasty. <laughs> oh, she's going to be so pissed at you. And then like she felt so bad. She went down and like went to sleep later. Uh, and uh, my friend Jared came into town. He like knocked on the door and I, I had to go answer. I was like, hey, you have to leave. I can't say hi to you. Molly's sick downstairs. <laughs>
Oh, wow. That's, oh, that's so, <laughs> you know, for some reason that brought up a memory of like, uh, not naming names, my high school girlfriend, uh, you know, wait, you knew her. Yeah. It was New Year's one night and it was like, I, I guess it must've been New Year's of 2007, I guess. And the ball's dropping. And, you know, in my experience, like, or what I assumed was that, you know, oh, when the ball drops, you you kiss. <laughs> and I remember like, okay, all right, this is going to be great. <laughs> like, this was my first relationship. So don't judge me too hard on this but like that's that was the idea behind it and i remember five four three and i look around and all the other couples are getting ready to kiss their significant other i'm like oh boy here we go and i turn and look and <laughs> she's like running off with the phone on her ear because she's trying to call her friend like for new years and she just like takes off that way and it's like two one and then the ball jumps and i'm just like oh no <laughs> i don't know why that reminded me of that but just, that's so sad you know just, so not saying many names it could have been any molly that i was talking about too sure yeah. sure sure <laughs> no that this is not related to those but this brought up a memory for me mm -hmm. amandy's birthday is christmas eve her birthday is on the 24th we usually celebrate it on christmas eve but one year early on when we were together i was like we should celebrate your birthday on new year's eve i think it was her 21st uh, it was like the first year we could legally drink at a bar or whatever yeah we had a place where actually the cincy brass played a lot it was like a nice bar in cincinnati arnold's mm -hmm. it's like one of the oldest bars in cincinnati super cool place and i called and i was like i want want to make a reservation i called way early and i was like i want to make a reservation with you guys for new year's eve right we want to have dinner and drinks and do new year's at your bar and they were like cool 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 new year's eve for dinner cool and they put it down and i was like yes i can't believe you had tables available and they're like yep thanks bye and i didn't think about it again and i was like cool we're doing new year's eve at this awesome bar where they have this party and like, maybe this will be fun. I usually don't enjoy New Year's, but it was just going to be a group of friends celebrating Mandy's birthday. Super fun. And we get there. Our reservation was pretty late. It's for like nine o'clock or something like that. Like pretty late dinner. We get there and we're like, sweet. We're here. Let's party it up. And as we're sitting down, the person who was seating us was like, just so you know, you have to be out here by uh, like 11 o'clock. And I was like, uh, what? And they're like, yeah, 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 you don't have a New Year's reservation. You just have like a dinner reservation. Uh, so you guys got to be out of this table by 11 so that the next reservation come in. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> when I called and said, I want a New Year's reservation to celebrate New Year's at your bar. What did you think I meant? <laughs> And so we didn't end up celebrating at that bar. It was actually a really fun night. We had fun. Mandy had fun. Some fun drinks. Her first drinks at a bar sort of deal. And uh, it turned out great. But like restaurants, man. What did they think? And also, who eats dinner at nine o'clock? That's not a dinner time. That's a New Year's Eve time. I don't know. You go somewhere at nine o'clock to get drunk at that place and hang out for a while. Hey, nine o'clock East Coast is only six o'clock West Coast. I, I rationalize that all the time. All right. It was East Coast. Why don't you just move over here? here wade why don't you just move it i'd have to move to hawaii for my time schedule to make sense why don't you just not do that anymore yeah why don't you mm. just live hawaiian time where you are i do you don't follow the sun oh i do i, I very gladly live hawaiian time my logic was backwards on that i deduct three points from myself <laughs> <laughs> i apologize well, you're the host i did it anyway i get to say oh anyway 
Yeah. I've got some gripes about New Year's. Yeah, I can tell. Suffice it to say. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's not really for everybody. I think a lot of people look too forward to the next year and not reflect on what they did wrong in the previous year. It, I know that resolutions are like, okay, I'm going to break this bad habit, but they don't break it down to like, okay, but all the things that I did wrong and all the whys, why I did it. And like, if you don't fix those, you're never going to fix it when it's coming up. Like, it, it's it's only so much that willpower can keep you through and going forward in something. You got to like identify like why the root cause of it or have a really strong goal in mind to be able to push through that so it's not really for everybody i think people look at the new year and they're just like oh okay it's a new beginning we can just put this year behind us we move on fresh start whereas realistically it's just the earth moving around and yesterday even though it was last year it was still just yesterday nothing was technically just different on its own you have to make change happen it doesn't just happen on its own exactly yeah. wow yeah that's very wise wow. that come for your degree you learned that in college yeah in philosophy we studied new year's resolutions a lot that's really impressive i'll give you a point yeah. for that the morals and ethics of new year's resolutions unless you're lying but plato and aristotle had a lot to say about them <laughs> Who was your professor for <laughs> talking down to others about simple concepts? Oh, uh, uh, Dr. Fuck Your Face, I think was his name. <laughs> oh, I had, I had regions. Yeah. <laughs> he was cool. F-U-K-U-R-F-A-I-C-E. Ah. Well, this has been an enlightening discussion, but I feel like there's still untapped potential. I feel like I'm the only one turning up the stupid things that they've done in terms of goal setting. And I feel like you guys have some dumb ones, some like maybe vain ones, maybe uh, slightly embarrassing goals or stuff like that. Yeah. There's got to be. I can't be the only one. I do have a New Year's resolution this year that I've thought of during this episode that I'm going to try to follow. <laughs> Okay. Um, All right. So rewinding earlier in 2021 or late 2020, I can't remember. Uh, I was biting into an airhead and I chipped my front tooth. I went to the dentist, had it fixed. Uh, whenever the car got hit in March, I must have bit down funny and I re-chipped the same tooth. Had to get it fixed. About a month ago, I had a hangnail and I was like, man, I've not bit my nails in a while, but I miss it. <sighs> I could just get this hangnail, this one hangnail. What could possibly go wrong? I bite the hangnail and I re-chip my fucking tooth. Oh, no. So... To prevent myself from having to pay a fourth time to fix this stupid thing, uh -huh. I am not biting my nails next year, no matter what. Wow. I thought you were just going to say you're not biting anything ever. <laughs> I'm not biting anything ever again. Applesauce and thicket for me. I'm going Dexter's Laboratory style. I'm getting an IV of applesauce put directly into my veins. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I'm only drinking through straws. Nothing's touching my teeth. In fact, I'm just going to remove them all. Uh. But no, I'm, I'm going to seriously try to stop biting my nails. Can't chip them if they're safely in a cabinet. Yeah. Growing up, my grandma had this like nasty, clear, like nail polish stuff because I've always been a nail biter and she would like paint my nails with this stuff and you go to bite your nails and it tasted really, really awful. Mm -hmm. It didn't necessarily stop me, but I regretted it every time I bit. So maybe I need to try something like that again. Just Wade sitting in class in like middle school and like, man, it's so gross. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> yep. Maybe I'll get like a little shot collar and I'll have Molly buzz me every time I she sees me biting my nails or something. I don't know. Ooh, that would be fun. Can we get a shot collar that people can control over the internet and then you stream and then they shock you while you're streaming? Oh, hell yeah. That'd be great. Ab absolutely you can. And I know you can. <laughs> don't ask me how I know you can, but you can. <laughs> All right, well, I know what I'm getting weighed for Christmas. <laughs> I know uh, Mark needs to clear his fucking internet search history. No, 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 no. When I die, that's going to get released to the public in a book. Pornhub.com shock collar over internet videos. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> okay, there's another embarrassing thing that I... And Bob, do you have another an embarrassing one? I'm trying to think of like... I don't have embarrassing resolutions. Uh -huh. I have embarrassing things that I've decided I really needed to do. I love that. Let's go with that. This is not a New Year's resolution, but... 
but at some point in my college career, I drank a lot. Drinking was how we socialized, and uh, I never drank underage. I would never do that. But once I was 21, anything goes. Having fun. Pretty much always just stayed inside with friends and like played beer pong or card games or something. But one night, I just decided, I was sitting there, we had a brand new, I had gotten a brand new fresh handle of uh, cheap vodka, and I was just like, I bet I could drink this whole thing. Oh, no. Oh. And, and everyone was like, you absolutely cannot, you psychopath. A handle of vodka is a liter and a half of vodka. You cannot drink that. You would die. Mm. And of course, they said that out loud to me. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You talk me into it. I'll do it. Yeah. And I wasn't even a big, I'm, I'm more of a whiskey drinker. I enjoy whiskey probably the most, but vodka is real easy to do shots of. And I just started in. No mixers. You got to save that stomach volume so you can hold a liter and a half of liquid in your system. No water either. That's for idiots. Yeah, you don't want anything watering it down. No way. And I was about, I don't know, halfway into it and having a hell of a night. And it was honestly not that wild of a night. At some point, I stopped trying to get up off the couch. So I was just on the couch. And uh, I set the bottle down on the table. And someone walked up and poured a shot out of it while I wasn't looking. And I looked back as they were doing the shot. And I was like, no. That was mine. <laughs> what are you doing? And it was just like, you, you're not going to, I'm just helping you. You're not going to drink this whole thing. And God damn it. If that a-hole hadn't taken that one shot out of that handle of vodka, I would have drunk the whole damn thing. <laughs> Cause I, it took a long time. Like I started around maybe dinner time uh, and I think I drank until oh, two or three in the morning or something. Oh, I drank the whole night. Well, at that point, you just got to start over, right? You I just, just keep over. going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if it counts as all at once if it took that long because it was, it was like, anyway, I could have drank the last shot. So that counts. All right. I'm, I count that mentally. But why in the hell would I have decided that I needed to do that? Like ever. I don't remember a lot of it. It was fun, I think, probably. And I had a hangover the next day, because sure. But like, why would I do that? I don't know about you, but I know whenever I was like younger teens and early 20s and stuff, I still had that like feeling of invincibility. Like I really hadn't been through enough where I was like, yeah, okay, I can permanently injure myself or die or whatever. Like that's never going to happen to me. Like, sure, I still know what happens, but it's not going to happen to me. Yeah. I could drink this whole bottle. I know it could kill somebody, but I could handle it. Yeah. It was like that mentality. It's the feeling of invincibility of being younger. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. There was a definite point where I used to tell that story when I was still in college. Uh. We would be drinking and someone would be like, bro, you good? And I'd be like, man, I've drank a whole handle of vodka. And everyone would be like, whoa, no, you did not. <laughs> and I tell the story. There was a moment where that came up and I said it out loud somewhere. I was like, yeah, I once drank a whole handle of vodka. And everyone was like, wow. Um, are you okay? And I was like, no, it's a long time ago. I was a kid. I wouldn't do that now. Oh, no. <laughs> Suddenly the story is really embarrassing. What happened? Oh. Yeah. It was a definitely a turning point. I think it had to do with how old I was. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Not a funny. good story anymore. I used to be so proud of that in college. That's cool. That's cool, man. All right. I have one last little embarrassing anecdote that I've never told any of you guys. Oh, shit. I don't think I've ever spoken this out loud. But there was a time in my life when I had a theory that even though everyone was making fun of it, that the shake weight was actually effective. <laughs> and so for like two months, I had a daily shake weight <laughs> exercise regimen. 
I love it. Where I would I would do a minute on, like 30 seconds off, and a minute on, 30 seconds off. I'd do left hand only, right hand only, high, low. I had the whole thing, and I did it for two months. And let me tell you, that shit did nothing. And I, I promised myself I would never tell a soul because at one point in the middle of my exercise, I looked at myself in the mirror with the shake weight, just really cranking it up and down. And I just looked at myself. I'm like, what am I training for here? What's going on? What's going on? Here? So I am one of the few people that legitimately tried to do exercise on the shake weight damn and i tried for way longer than i ever should but I, I set a goal i had a hypothesis and i tested it and boy was i wrong but i tried it and therefore i'm brave and i'm strong oh you're so brave and strong did you keep it in your shame weight under your bed <laughs> hidden away location you didn't like have it sitting out on a rack i assume you had like You'd go dig around somewhere <laughs> secret to get your shake weight out or when no one's looking. Hey, well, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, you know, it's okay. It's all right. You know, it's whatever. I always like to imagine that shake weights caught on. Mm -hmm. And like you go, you go to a, like a, one of those gyms where there's just a bunch of huge dudes just ripping huge weights on everything. Yeah. There's like different size of shake weights and some just absolutely out of his mind muscular guy walks up to like the heaviest shake weights that looks like <laughs> like 250 pound shake weights and picks them up and gets them up over his head and is just like oh, yeah, yeah. and guys are behind him like get it bro five more come on and it like it's like a thing like super serious the entire gym is shaking from the vibrations of the oscillations of it <laughs> they, they have a special isolating platform where you do the heavy shake weights so you don't fall with everything else that's going on in the gym <laughs> at a certain point all the shake weights in the gym converge to like a constructive oscillation and the whole thing crumbles there's one dude who's obsessed with finding the the resonant frequency that all the shake weights share he just goes up there and is like messing around and at some point everything just starts going crazy <laughs> shake weights are falling off the racks mirrors come crashing yeah. protein powders spilled everywhere oh good stuff I, look, I didn't do it, so I'm not in the exact same boat as you, but I did have that thought. Uh-huh. Like, it's not that it wasn't funny. Every time I see someone using a shake weight, it's funny. But I, every time I saw it, also the second thought I have is like, I bet that's pretty hard. Because mm -hmm. like, that's a weird motion and you you could hold it in different places to work different muscles and you just go back and forth. And like, I bet that works. That was my theory. I never understood why dudes use the shake weight. You can literally just masturbate a lot and you're doing the same thing. Just use your dick. But you can't masturbate at all angles. You're right. You can't? Your arm is permanently set in its relationship to where you masturbate on your body. Just bend your dick. <laughs> Find another dick. <laughs> Someone else's dick in there. You get any angle. Yeah, there you go. Hoist them up. Any old dick you want. You and a friend can like help each other out. <laughs> what do you think gym bros are for? <laughs> Jim Bonin. And with that last pun, we're going to bring this episode to a close. Oh, that was a winner. Thank you, everybody. That was a winning pun. That was a winner. Uh, All right, let's see if it was enough to get you the win. All right. It added at least points. We had an interesting discussion. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, your New Year's resolutions are either meaningless or incredibly meaningful. I don't know. We didn't decide anything here. I'm going to tabulate the points, and I will tell you this is the closest game we've actually ever had. Wow. Legitimately. I have a system. Bob and Wei, you both started out with... Uh, let me tabulate Bob's first. Five points for the main story, three for the additional conversation, two for an anecdote, three points for that spicy take on uh, New Year's being bullshit. Mm. Like, I... I 
I like the chutzpah. And then it was various anecdotes, one more story. And then uh, it was anecdote, story, anecdote. Uh, and then Wade, you had five points for story, three for a follow-up discussion, five points for Molly's wrath when <laughs> she finally listens to this episode. As I know that was going to roast you alive. Three points for a story, two points for a follow-up. It is 19 for Bob, 18 for Wade. Yes. I win. Nope. You were very oh, 18 close. is less than 18 19. is less than 19. Yes. It was very close. I was trying to be very systematic with it. And with that last one, Bob, you eked it out with a two-point game. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I got a bonus point just well, now. Well, the counting stopped before, so I apologize, Wade. So congrats. That's too bad. Do I get it for next time? Can I carry it over? Mm, uh, we'll leave that up to Wade or I Bob. I guess that's Wade. up to me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Bob, any closing thoughts about New Year's and resolutions in general and goal setting? Uh, this has made me rethink my opinion on New Year's resolutions. Maybe I'll set some this year. Hmm, that's cool. All right. And not do them very quickly and then get back to regular life. Protect your teeth. They're expensive to fix. Yes, absolutely. All good advice. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Go to the Distractable subreddit for these follow-up polls so that we can know what you do with your resolutions. Uh, we have a store with merch now, store.distractiblepodcast.com. Go check that out. And remember to follow and subscribe this podcast wherever you're listening to. You can find us on our various social medias and YouTube channels and live streaming platforms. Wherever they may be, we've mentioned them before. Go listen to other episodes where we actually say them. Thank you. And as always, no. I'll see no, you no. in the next podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bye-bye. No podcast out. Oops. God, that's muscle memory. Good save. Good save. <laughs>